When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. You know, Ben, I feel like we've fallen into a bit of a rut here where people are just sort of accepting en masse that like you're the one true host or something. Like, where's the shakeup, man? You know, I feel like this has been your strategy all along. Lull people into a false sense of this is how it always is. Boy, well, I, look, I mean, look, guys, it's not that hard. All you gotta do is go over to the Patreon and vote for Jazzy J, and we can have a different intro. It's as simple as that. Is it as simple as that? It's you know, as it simple se- as that. It seemed like for a hot minute there, things had been thrown into flux. Yeah. And I do yeah. find I do find comfort in in the regularity of knowing what my role ultimately will be, because it really does dictate a lot of how I bring energy to the show. Like, oh, you think like, so? Oh, yeah. Like, when you're host, yeah. it's like, I'm a completely different person. Oof. People don't always want to see uh, the, the Ken Barlin... Ken Barlin, that's you. That's you. That's you, the host. That's that's like the mirror verse me. It's been, yeah, he's Ken way, Barlin. He's way meaner. Way meaner. Way meaner. I don't yeah. recall you being mean when on the rare uh, on the rare occasions when I have hosted. But perhaps we can just attribute that to my tremendous hostmanship to cover up all of your rudeness. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're yeah. just such a, a a true host, a yeah. truly great. You host. guys can't tell. Ben is fuming when Absolutely I am the host. Absolutely fuming. I, honestly, though, in in actuality, I feel like there's been. A, a little while here where I've been really trying hard to like speak up more mm. and I, I feel like sometimes like I'll walk into the office and I'm like mean Ben's here today and it's like it's well I've, we've already talked about this before because yeah. I feel like you understood completely like what was happening which yeah. was just basically like oh Ben's just trying to like actually like do something here like he's he's presenting it as if it's like a like a like a gaff like a but, yeah like, but a, this, like a yolk like a yolk yeah. you know, just just like a cracked egg mm-hmm. right in the middle of the room um, but instead it was actually like it's like a I feel like I almost need to like let people know. It's like, hey guys, this is like you know that per- like I'm going to be a persona today. I'm going to be Ken Barlin today, yeah. and part of that means that I'm going to be like way, way more vocal about right, things. Like, like I'm kind of joking, but yeah, I'm not. Like at the same time, I'm getting a lot of stuff off my chest, and I feel a lot better about it too. Well, anyway. well, you know, as as you know, as regular as you like things, of course, we all know that on this side of the the set, we enjoy a bit of chaos from time to time. Yo, I know as yeah. much. I know, I I feel like though, yeah. With with time, I've come to learn that you more more than i would have expected mm. um 
like like some chaos. Well, like to, like to mix it up a little bit. Maybe more than I would have expected. Yeah. You know? like, like, you, are become, you f- I'm starting to recognize it more and more as like a, hmm. It's not that I want things to be crazy. I just enjoy watching the the unknown of it all. Yes, yes. <laughs> I wonder if this is like the, the new midlife crisis for millennials, which is just quite literally, uh, turns out we kind of quietly love a little bit of like neutral chaos. A little bit of neutral you know, it's chaos like, out we don't want there. It, we don't want anybody to be like, you know, negatively impacted. I don't want to get but, hurt. But like if we can if we can cause a stir, some confusion. Exactly. You got to mix calamity, it up, man. Throw yeah. people out of their ruts, get them thinking differently. Oh, no, that's interesting. I mean, if anything, right. it seems like you're you're kind of contributing to like some positive and critical thinking in that capacity. Exactly. You're really just trying to get people going, my, motivated, mentally thinking. My favorite part about the uh the GMA sticker game we did in high school was one day where I felt like there was this this one other there was another guy in our grade who I felt like we were never like quite eye to eye or something like we sort of like had similar groups of friends but I felt like me and him were never like buddy buddy or anything Ooh, okay yeah, you know, yeah sort yeah. of like yeah Rival- we just rivals not not what do you want to say rivals it's just like we rivals like every now and then like I ended up you know we ended up like near each other in class and like in the, in the in the exact way that sometimes you sit next to someone in class to become friends we didn't so you know so what I'm hearing is that like you guys would um, maybe maybe compare outcomes of of one another and and try to a degree of one upsmanship so to speak and perhaps his, his perhaps, failures but were not your like, successes but not like <laughs> openly towards one another or anything yeah yeah it's just like I felt like I personally might have felt that way and yeah. I feel like he might have personally felt that way but at no point would it have ever been like oh yeah we are like you know okay and, but anyway Here's anyway real- the ulti- the game of one upsmanship was won entirely by me and unbeknownst to him because one day (laughs) I didn't even know we were playing exactly (laughs) exactly one day he was wearing the GMA sticker on his arm as if he had any idea what it meant at all incredible yeah and I remember like him asking like you guys know what's up with the ducks and I was just like no idea man what what did you know they're everywhere (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's such good that was that was good times for me yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, yeah. that is that is really like the plan executing itself to the fullest. Yes. Is, is sort of like somebody else embracing it while and, and they have no idea why. Right. Yeah. Like just it's just like, like a part it's, of it. it's curious to see how it could like it like you know, it, it, it infected the population in a way that like some people are sporting it as if they have any idea when they don't because there is no idea <laughs> because, because there is no this is like the uh, the Illuminati. D- 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 I feel like <laughs> It's literally just a group of people that are like starting <clears throat> positions or like like social perspectives or whatever. And it's like, let's just see if we can make this a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like let's so, out there. if you can if you can offer enough of a compelling argument behind anything and somebody has the ability like I've noticed this to be true, like very frequently, like somebody like will say something and it'll feel like kind of drawing, you're like, is that a thing? And it's like, yeah, because of this and this and this and this. And it's like, well, just because there's an answer doesn't necessarily give it like like strength of argument. Indeed. Like I I can appreciate the fact that there is some argument. Right. But that doesn't mean necessarily that like 
it's a good enough argument to like mm. to to sweep or declare. So interestingly, I, I was finding uh, uh, we have we have like a, a something to talk about here today on the pop in our show notes, and I found in the process of like researching for this particular topic, I was stumbling across a couple of different things, and the topic itself is basically like uh f- like fad or future, and so it would be like throughout history the number of different times that like a new thing was presented to the world, and oh, right. they, they could be things that now today have become so commonplace that you may never have even considered the moment where it wasn't. Um, right. The one that I stumbled across that I found absolutely like, like no way. I can't believe this was ever not a thing. And the way that it was not a thing uh, is so relatable to the present in this exact same way. And that was the invention of the cheeseburger. The cheese. Oh, like people didn't accept cheese on burgers. People did not accept cheese on burgers because they thought like the, the combination of beef and dairy was like apprehensible. Uh, repugnant. You know? Yes, yes, repugnant indeed. Yeah. And uh it was something that was like literally considered to be like a like a like a Californian thing, you know? Oh. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting because I feel like there's like there's like the the pineapples on pizza, or yeah. even like in the movie like <clears throat> Inside Out, like they moved to San Francisco, you know, which is like known for being like kind of hip and trendy yeah. and like, you know, up on the times and stuff. And um they've got like the broccoli pizza or whatever, and it's like it's presented as this like bleh, yeah. Like, who would want broccoli on pizza? pizza, you know, or, um, or like, uh, like a turkey burger with like avocado and stuff on it. Like, that, yeah. Like, like if you go, if you order a California burger, at least in Virginia, <laughs> right, what, right, yeah. what it means typically is a turkey burger patty with avocado. Um, and it's normally some sort of like chipotle sauce and like bacon. Yeah. 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 There's like, there's a specific combination for what like constitutes a, a California burger. Maybe like a corn chutney. Uh, a corn chutney would be great on yes, a California like, like, burger. Kind of acidic. You got to put yeah. your own spin on it for restaurant to restaurant. Of yeah. course. Of course. Yeah. Kind of got to leave your mark on the, on the, on the turkey burger. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but no, what I, what I think is interesting about it though, is that like, I do think that this, this ends up happening like where, where even, um, like in our lifetime, I used avocados as an example already, but I feel like avocados like just hit a vogue, you know, it's like, they just like, I don't know if like big avocado just like, like figured it out or like something changed. I feel like people have said this before about Brussels sprouts, which is another one that I feel like oh, yeah. became very popular, but like yeah. people have said that like they like somewhere along the way they like fixed Brussels sprouts so that they stopped tasting like kind of bitter right like like it was yeah because if you have Brussels sprouts now they're like very popular and like I remember growing up this is similar to like this is what I thought the Limburger cheese must have been like oh yeah right growing up everyone made fun of Brussels sprouts as this like thing you didn't like and then I grew up and tried Brussels sprouts and they were good and it was like why was everyone making fun of Brussels sprouts but then yeah articles came out and they're like no you're not remembering wrong they just used to taste worse okay yeah kind of thing but that being said broccoli was the other one of the like, I feel like we oh, grew yeah. up in such a broccoli household. Oh, yeah. But like it was always the thing that was like introduced as like the like the go to like disgusting uh, food. And, yeah. And even just now you referenced inside out as broccoli on pizza. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, we, we made broccoli last night for dinner and it was easily Addie's favorite part of the meal. Yeah. You know, like, like we weren't having to like force her like we were having a hard time getting her to eat her cheese quesadillas. But yeah. the broccoli, she like mowed those, like that down. Right. Yeah. Like if anything, we could have given her more had we had more uh and so similarly growing up mom i felt like made broccoli like three nights a week at least and so i never even i even feel like i remember the doctor being like you eating all your greens and it was like, like why wouldn't why i wouldn't eat my yeah, greens of course. yeah like, but i also do great. remember 
the constant like anti-broccoli propaganda that seemed to be present in all child's programming or something. Classic Illuminati. Classic, move. classic. Yeah, you know, just like, yeah, let's just see what happens if we tell them broccoli's bad. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah, yeah. Make it make it a punchline, by the way. Maybe if we maybe if we hang one vegetable out to dry, it'll make them feel like all the other vegetables are cool. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like just just really alienate one vegetable. That way they'll have to focus on that one and they'll be like, yeah, I don't eat broccoli i love yeah no care everything else carrots potatoes radishes lettuce amazing keep the broccoli away and it's like haha tricked you i wanted you to eat all those other things yeah good good one indeed right yes indeed classic um, so anyway i i feel like the the reason that we had and i feel like i jumped literally to the bottom of my list mm. thinking that my cheeseburgers were gonna be like my big ace in the hole for that particular wow. conversation but um i know that like the the topic of ai feels like it's literally mounting by the day oh like, by the day I, by I, the second it seems yes like i i feel like since since possibly we we, we talked talked about this a little bit in office but i feel like possibly since the invention of the iphone it's like i don't know if we've ever seen a piece of technology be introduced and like so uh widely accepted so quickly however i think the big question is like fad or future in in the answer i would say like before even like letting you speak is probably some version of both like when it comes down to like what the ultimate like long-term execution of this new technology will be right but there's no doubt about it that very rapidly it has gone from something sort of like like kind of playful whimsical interesting to something that is like incredibly robust just like that yes um and i mean even you know for for people like us you know like we're we have never really been like you know like able to draw very well ourselves like it i think it has helped us imagine some things which has been kind of neat it has been yeah a very interesting uh tool to experiment with because yeah like you know of course if, if you are personally an artist you can make exactly what you want and stuff but uh you know it obviously will take you uh, as ver- however long it takes you to you know work on your completed work of art but um like you know if you if you can't draw or whatever it's very uh interesting to have we, the one we've been using is mid journey to have it just like you know put in a prompt and see what it spits out yes yeah <laughs> and it's like crazy like i was tell- i think i was talking earlier this week like I remember when I entered the workforce in like 2010, there was, it was sort of around the time that lots of companies were adopt or creating, creating the position of like a social media manager, like realizing that was an important thing they needed like a full-time person to be on top of. Yes. But, but interestingly about the social media manager position is that I feel like this was something that I even remember dad, uh, he had taken like a brief period of time where he like stepped away from like the news desk and was going to like start doing like his own like PR agency. And I, I think he was like, like as ever with dad, I feel like he was kind of like an early adopter of the concept of managing a company's social media website. So this was like a yeah. service he was offering super early on. And I, I think that like with that, it was kind of like everybody kind of knew like we need to be doing the social media game. We don't really know how, but surely there should be someone whose sole job it is to just like work that strategy. Yeah. And, and, you know, I feel like in the early days, it was probably the type of thing where this was like a very entry level position for probably like a recent college graduate, like not for like a high level, like marketing executive. This was almost like something that needed to be like built from the ground up. It it was probably an interesting thing to adapt because if I had to guess, like if you're like a big company and you have like a marketing arm, 
like you you know do do you want to trust some 20 year old out of college to manage like your very public facing brand messaging on Facebook and Twitter or would you feel more comfortable with like a really established ad agency or something but if that ad agency just has a bunch of like uh, like more veteran marketers who are unaccustomed to social media, like are they actually going to be the best option? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's <clears throat> the thing. And, and probably like, you know, prior to uh, time before it, and I mean, of course, you know, like I wasn't there through all the technological advancements of, of the century prior to the existing one, but like it may have been the case that in in most situations, just pure experience, pure seniority, pure time spent, like in the field always yielded probably like a much, much, much more qualified person. And this was a strange circumstance where it was almost like, like the reason that social media was so popular was, was due to these people who were like brand new to the workforce. And it's possible at that point in time, it wasn't even fully adopted by the veterans in the marketing agency itself. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, all of that to say, it would not surprise me if we are on the cusp and we could even, this could already be happening and I'm just unaware of it where like, I can imagine companies creating positions where it is just like you are the AI coordinator, like the person who they like let generate, like the person who knows how best to talk to the AI to get it to generate the things you want, Yes, you know, like to like understand the full capabilities beyond like, draw me a picture of this. Yes. You know. Right. And, and I do think that there's like, there's certainly, and if you've never used mid journey before, it's sort of a strange experience because the way, the way that the it's baked into, um, a discord server effectively. So if you join the mid journey discord server, then you can go into one of the many channels and literally whilst you're in one of those channels, you can actively see all of the other people who are actively making requests for specific kinds of artwork. Yeah. And like as sort of like a like an entry level person, you might walk in there and, and just be having fun with it and want to ask it to like create something silly like, you know, Dobby wearing a Christmas hat. I, it's you so know? funny. The longer I've been using Mid Journey, the more you can like tell the kind of person or like that is operating that is asking for requests yes like very off the wall just silly sounding things it can like almost immediately identify as like this person just got on here and is like testing out the capabilities and is just seeing what will happen if it types in something random right whereas like sometimes i'll see someone put in like a wall of text of like hyper specific things that they want out of it and those are interesting because sometimes they're different results like sometimes they get like it looks like they get exactly what they want whereas sometimes it looks like the way they've talked to it it's like mm, they put in too many like left turns here and there and they ask for too many things and now it's lost its way yes kind yeah. of thing but <clears throat> or interestingly <clears throat> the thing that i've noticed is that like i've gone in there and like spent some time goofing around or whatever and you'll see the same person who is like who for hours has been working on perfecting essentially the same image right that has been created right and and that's like a very in and of itself like you know it's 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 its own bizarre form of of like art or skill or something you know because like this is clearly someone who like when i go in and i'm like uh, you know like again like imagine dobby in a santa hat or something like that like i'm just like that's that's sort of like the prompt that i'll give it and it's like what does it come up with (laughs) oh yeah it looks like dobby and he's wearing a santa hat that's cool um (laughs) you know and it's sort of like like i'm sort of fine with it right there i'm right i'm done you know but then you might see somebody who's like trying to um uh, create like a storefront for example and they're literally like a retail storefront and they're like literally going through and 
hundreds and hundreds of iterations making like minute changes. Yeah. And you're kind of like, like I'm looking at them and I'm like, what, what type of vision is in your mind that you have been working on this same image that I can barely even notice the subtle differences for hours. Right. Like you're looking for something very sp- and it's like at some point why, why aren't you just like bringing it into photoshop and doing it yourself or oh sure something yeah yeah, yeah or is there like some some takeaway but you're right there are definitely times where you can tell someone is like really zeroing in on it or the but it's what's also interesting to me about it is that you can see every just the fact that you can see what everyone else is working on <clears throat> it's like this weirdly like inspirational zone where I might be used to working on something and some some suddenly someone will ask for a completely different style of art for something way different that they're working on and all of a sudden it'll be like ooh that I don't have a need for this right now but that style of whatever they just did looks like really cool yes. so I've literally got like a document going where I just say I'm just like I I would just save I would just go and like copy and paste their prompt and just like save different prompts as like, uh, okay, well, if in the future I need to create like a cool cutesy white sticker, now I know exactly how to phrase it to give it exactly what I want. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's so very it's like, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, and I've, I've gone back and used some of them a few times and it's like, man, it, yeah, they, there it is. Boom. That's cool. That's very much what I want. That's a very cool image. Right. Right. Yeah. So like in, <clears throat> in its like own way, it's like, I wonder if you're like writing, writing like a really, uh, subjective, like kind of formula compared to a formula for like typing code for a website, for example, like typing yeah. in like HTML or, um, or even like a math formula, you know, it's like, those are things that mean exactly what they mean. And the outcome is exactly what you've asked it to be. Right. And probably anybody who codes is like under best case scenario, that's how <laughs> <Yeah>. it works. <laughs> um, but you know, this, this is such a strange one because it like, because you're applying it then to like a visual medium, it's kind of like, it's like you can, you can almost like, put together successfully and useful like pieces of code. And I almost wonder if like at any point in time, people would have like, like the ability to sell their specific prompt. Like, Oh, do you know what I mean? Oh, like, like, a, like a prompt portfolio or something, yeah, or like, like a, a prompt, prompt catalog or something. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Right. Mm. It's like, it's like, so basically what somebody has come up with is they, they've finagled, the, the, the information so much that they could then give you the ability to like insert like your company name here and it would like immediately oh. fill, fill it out, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, perfectly wh- or whatever. That's interesting. I can totally see stuff like that becoming a product of the future. I'll say the one thing, speaking of like insert company name here, it seems like one thing that the the bots are not good at, at least the art bots, are like words. Yes, yeah, they seem yeah. absolutely awful at that. They, yeah. do, they are not able to translate it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's which, just like, here are letter-shaped symbols on a on, on a sign. Right. Right? These look, they're right. And it's like weird because it's like, they do have the vague appearance of letters, but clearly aren't anything. <laughs> yes, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Um, so the big question, though, is that, like, because this is happening so fast and, and, like, with this, like, AI art style sort of, like, having its own, like, it, it's hard to know or put your finger on exactly, like, what is going to make it so identifiable in the future or, like, what will eventually, like, like, you'll be able to tell, be like, you'll be, you'll be able to look at an image and be like, no, that's AI. Like, right, like, will, or, like, to me, that's an interesting question. Like, sometimes I feel like that that topic of conversation has come up in the office a few times. Like, right now, it looks like so flashy and cool and different and like 
polished, but in a year from now, will we all be very used to it and very clearly be able to identify like, mm, this one's AI. Right. And like, certainly right now, there are like little tells a lot of time you can go to. Like, I know like pupils and eyes aren't always like perfect circles is like an easy one. Okay. Or hands is one that it has trouble with Which is a lot of times. Which is interesting because I think <clears throat> in like in actual art, like, you know, for, for like hand-drawn things, drawing hands, I think is, yeah. is like a known difficulty. It's yeah. a challenge. What I think is really interesting about that question that was like, one, I don't think it's going to get easier to tell. I think it's going to get harder to tell. No, I, yeah. I think I think that like the art as we know it now oh, oh, would oh, be oh, highly oh. identifiable one year from now. Oh, right. That's like, exactly hey, what it is. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that has occurred to me is that you will never know how many things you didn't realize were AI. Yeah, that's right? an interesting question. Right? Like, like, you think you can tell? It's like, yeah, you can tell when you can tell. But how many times have you looked at something and already not known? Right. You know, like, how many advertisements have you seen online where it's like, oh, that was just like a, you know, a, a model wearing red lipstick. And it's like, that person doesn't exist they were generated by a computer, you know, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like, like how that, that to me is the crazy part. Like, it's like, you'll always like, you'll, of course you'll know when you know, but the, but you'll never know how often you don't know. <laughs> right, right. Yes. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, but like similarly, it's kind of fascinating because like there's, there's a lot of tricks to the trade when it comes to like, um, product photography for marketing various like food things as well. Like, yeah. you know, I think if you're making like a stack of pancakes for like an IHOP commercial, for example, it's very common to like, you know, insert like a sleeve of cardboard in between oh, each pancake. Oh, to make exactly. it like, this is a great example. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're looking or, or even like whenever you've ordered at like a fast food eatery and you're like looking up at the board and they show you the whopper and it's got like a perfectly rounded sesame seed bun that like the seeds are all exactly positioned or or whatever the case may be like uh syrup i know usually like actual syrup tends to not look as good in photos so use like motor oil instead right you know because nobody's ever actually eating it they're just trying to like take a good picture of it exactly right yep and and so it's like there's there's so many strange little things um we, we were talking to um on a on a patreon call last week um a photographer friend of ours yes who was making a bunch of um <coughs> like fake cupcakes and what was the material that she used it was like spray foam or something like that you know yeah, it was like yeah like whatever it was but then what you could have was these like cupcakes that look absolutely perfect but like never would go bad right and it's like oh that's so interesting right yeah yeah but that's that's a great example it's like you look you like you know, th they make these cool props. They take the pictures of them. They, they make the, the burger. They put motor oil on it. They use that in the advertising. And you go and you look at it and think, man, I want that burger. And then you buy it. And you don't ever know that that burger wasn't real. You know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, right. or, or covered like, in motor oil instead right. of syrup. It's yeah. But it's like the same principle. Right. It's like this is like, yeah, yeah. You you thought that was a real burger, but it wasn't. Or maybe you, maybe you are a little tuned in, but it's like... Uh, like I'm aware that food photography happens, but when I see the, you know, but I'm not thinking about it all the time. Exactly. You know, if I yeah. drive past the McDonald's and see a Big Mac in there, to, you know, I'm just like, boy, that looks like a good Big Mac. You know, <laughs> you know, I could stop. I'm not, it doesn't cross my mind that like, mm, but you know, like, because I've never, of course, you never expect what you order to look like the picture you know it's you're, true you're trained to do that so it's not like i stare at it and i'm like oh yeah but it's not going to look like that because i never expect it to look like the picture why does it know? why does that not bother bother us more oh it should it should there's actually um 
I don't know if you ever watched Good Mythical Morning. They have episodes about this exact thing where it's just like which which fast food restaurants make package their food the closest to the pictures. Oh yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. they'll just like order it and open it and be like, all right, yeah, this looks not even close. You know, it's like those are always really interesting episodes. Right. But, well, so <clears> on that note, again, this would be like an interesting thing where like you know if if like 100 years from now they were to look back on advertisements that like there was this weird era of time where we would take product for like you know food photography and we would just make the food look unrealistically good. Yeah. And it would like people <laughs> would, like look at it and be like food does not look like that. Like why does it look like that? That's so weird. Yeah. Right. But, like, you know, it's like we're. <laughs> so used to it that it's like like it would be so interesting if that became like a like a law that was passed or something it's like in in food photography you cannot um create like falsified versions of food expectations or oh. something like that like <laughs> doesn't that doesn't that already just sound that like sound like verbiage right. that like you could hear that right. um so like at some point in time people would look back on these things and the thing that would mark it as being from this era is like it's too perfect that's weird like that this is not this is not what it looks like uh-uh. yeah yeah this is that that to me is also like the only thing that could maybe like prevent that would make like the AI stuff be a fad rather than the future is that if some law gets passed, it's like, no, this is just, we're all just, you know what? We had some fun. We're shutting this down now. We're not doing that as a, as a species, we're not opening that door. Right. <laughs> yeah. right, right, Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. there's, there's absolutely no doubt that I feel like since I feel like the, uh, the film Terminator has got to be having like a total resurgence of popularity. Terminator, at the moment. I robot. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Her. just anything to Ex do machina, all of these things yeah. right anything where where artificial intelligence is is learning uh people are like all right maybe we should go back and revisit these cautionary tales right. <laughs> like what can happen here because we're smart enough to imagine it but like now we were smart enough to do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> what if the machines are smart enough to watch the movie and they get ideas yeah like that's Oh, man. Yeah. The the idea of a machine wanting to watch human-made entertainment is in and of itself oh, like an interesting. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It's like you like and like could that happen? You know, because like whenever you think about like I feel like this is always the problem with trying to imagine the future is that you put the limitations of today on the future and you're like incorrect. Those won't be a problem because the future, right? Like, um, like self-driving cars or something, it'll be like, oh, like, I think I remember having a conversation with someone once about whether or not they would like that. They could never, you can never get to the point where you don't have to like sit at a steering wheel because like, you know, uh, cars will never know that you, maybe you should hit a deer rather than trying to brake for it or something. Oh, sure. You know, sure. something like some kind of thing like that. And it's like, right, like right, right now they don't know that. Right. You know, <laughs> yes, like, like you're you're letting this like a stipulation like that hinder the the full understand like what what it like they're more capable that like in a world where self-driving cars exist, they are more than capable of handling situations like that. Right. Like so, something has been either done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it could even be something that we can't concoct right out of our heads right now because yeah. like because so much would need to change for it to take place but i mean honestly on my list of like uh fat or future is also just the automobile because yeah you know when when vehicles were first 
uh, invented, you know, like in the late 1800s, early 1900s, they were absolutely seen as something that like would be owned by only the rich and wealthy and that there would never really be like a practical way to implement them, you know, uh, like widespread to where like every household family might be able to like have one of their Mm -hmm. own, you know, and like what the, what the production would end up looking like and the, the, you know, all, all of these like little things yeah you know and yet it's it's like you know so if you were to have existed in that day and age and to have seen nothing but like you know the 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 richest and wealthiest being able to drive around in their you know motorized vehicles rather than horse-drawn carriages you know you probably would have been like that's not the future just a bunch of showboaters over there right you know and then sure enough fast forward a you know a full century and it's like oh okay yeah we built massive massive roads like it was really funny because when we were driving to uh washington dc last week uh I, I kept referring to the map like the, on Google Maps like as we were like driving to the city I was like there's a lot of noodles around this one uh, and it would be like you'd be you'd be driving on like one of these like interchanges on the highway and like on the Google Maps it's literally just like a network of intercrossing lines yeah and it's like <clears throat> man we built a bunch of roads yeah. because it was like it was like okay well we need ways <coughs> to like navigate this way that way this way that way this way that way like you know right all the time um and it, you know it's like probably to have ever imagined that noodle of roads a hundred years ago would have seemed like impossible. would have seemed like impossible there's, there's no way that will ever yeah. happen oh my gosh nothing yeah like i always wonder whenever we drive like toward like dc in particular like it always occurs to me or whenever you're getting like near a big city or something all of a sudden yeah like the the outskirts of it will be surrounded yeah by your right like nude like spaghetti looking kinds of exits and off ramps and like off ramps that have second off ramps like you know those are yeah it's like oh stay stay in the left two lanes to get off on this exit then veer right and turn left at the light and you're like wait what right (laughs) like go left but stay right then turn left okay all right, dude. Oh, I missed it. I missed the turn on our way to DC because I missed an exit on an exit ramp. Yeah, and it was right. like, what? Yeah, that and can't I, be an exit on an exit ramp. It just makes it like baffles me that people used to drive around like did like could navigate the roads without the GPS at some oh, point. You know, yes. I'm okay. like, is are, are roads this way? now because like people are like no don't even worry about making the roads confusing and wackadoodle because like the gps would just tell you where to go or like at some point where they're like no roads need to be really obvious because people aren't going to know how they connect like you know this is the deer problem because i I think you're right i think that it's kind of like prior and and i'm sure that there was like overlap where roads were becoming more complicated uh at a rate that was kind of like like careening towards the advent of of like you know google maps or map-based gps technology or whatever like the garmin devices and such um but i have to imagine that at one point in time the knowledge that would have been required to successfully do this without the app yeah would have been like at that would have been a tall it's hard with the app it's hard when the app is telling you at the moment to turn I, that's i know <laughs> i'm like whenever i go to these cities i'm like are there people who live here who are just like oh yeah i need to get to this section hold on let me go all right i got it and then you just like map it out in their brain well i think it's entirely <clears throat> possible i yeah. know i know like one of the fun facts and i think i've brought it up on the pot before so apologies if you hear me rant again but i know that like the process of becoming a taxi cab driver in london is apparently like like a really 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 difficult thing to accomplish because in order to be approved <laughs> to drive one of the cabs there you have to be able to successfully like 
have a a mental map of all of the roads of London. It's impressive. And I, I think that it's like the hippocampus or something like that, but some part of the brain through brain scans, like they've literally been able to look at uh, cab drivers in London and like this part of their brain is just literally bigger because wow. they have like built so it's like they've worked <clears throat> that muscle so hard right that it is literally stronger than than other people that's which very make, impressive yeah which it makes does sense, make sense but, but like you're at the, and if you're that's your job then that like that makes sense but like on I think like on average uh, you know whatever road you take to work and get home is probably the ones you're traveling the most and like like when I think about it like if I need to get anywhere in Roanoke like we lived here for over 30 years so it's like yeah I can do it I know everywhere yes uh, uh, yeah i can at least get within you know a block of you and and you i know. would i would even say though for roanoke because we live in a town that's mountainous and has lots of hills and, and like diversions that would have caused roads <clears throat> to have not been built like in a grid yeah you know i remember when i was working with uh, with the, the guys out of florida for for some aquarium stuff back in the day like i, I think i said a couple weeks ago last week on the pop they were living in roanoke for like months at a time while we were doing yeah. this entire thing and i remember them talking to me about they're like our entire road system is a grid. It's all squares, rectangles. Yeah, like, which you know, makes sense. It, it makes plenty of sense. Yeah. But like here, it's not like <clears throat> that. So you have like triangles and turns and twists and summits and peaks and, right. you know. The, I mean, there is all that stuff, but also it's mostly like 581 intersects with electric, intersects with Brambleton. And that'll true. get you basically the whole city. Yes, <laughs> you yeah. know? Big, big perpendicular lines do yeah. good for, for right. road-based travel. Right, there's still like four or five main roads right. that are there and that basically gets and it's like I go to other places though and I'm like does Roanoke seem this complicated to other people or do I just am I just familiar with it more and it's like probably a little bit of both is true but I don't think Roanoke has the same it certainly doesn't have the complicated spaghetti noodle uh, no, no, we have, set up that DC has. We have, we have a handful of four-leaf clovers. Yeah, uh, not oh, to brag. The clovers, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're building roundabouts all over the place. Let me tell Boo-boo. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're we're super advanced. Um, that being said, okay, so here here was another uh, piece of of technology that I felt like was very very. It, this was a fad, uh, I think, in the early 1900s, but it was um, fully lit movie theaters. Um, gross i know i know doesn't why it's, it's like what a Ugh. what a strange idea it is um, it is i think that the idea in part was due to the fact that there was like a little bit of um insecurity about being in a completely dark room with a bunch of strangers um which is certainly like as soon as you hear that it's like oh this is that's how that reminds me immediately of like uber drivers oh yes yes you like know, people were like like, like mm, I'm, you're gonna get in you a car with to just you just want I'm just going to get in a car with a stranger who just is on the app. And that's just what? Yeah. Right. Right. Like they can find me through my phone. Right. And then I get into their car. And they bring me to my house. Right. Right. It's like, you you don't see the. Right. You don't. Yeah. They're getting a lot more information about me. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah. Um, Which, which certainly is a thing. But yeah. So uh, I think that there was, there was a couple of different like reasons for it. I think eye strain was another one that people were super concerned about, but also there was like the creation of um, like a darker screen that you'd project the film on in tandem with like a brighter projector. And so like, it was sort of like supposed to like create this whole vibe. So for like a brief period of time, this would be like fat or future type of question. This was fad um, was fully lit movie theater going experiences. Ah, and man, weird. I know, yeah, super, Sounds super terrible. strange. Yeah. Um, mm. But anyway, obviously that one didn't catch on. Okay. We're for I, the better. This, this one I think is interesting. Um, what do you think about Blu-ray discs as 
Were they were they a real thing or was it ever just the fad? Blu-ray. Oh man, yeah. it feels like it was so brief. It was so such a short period of time. To me, it was that like 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 Blu-ray was clearly a superior product to DVDs. Yes. But they were coming out at the same time as everything was going digital. And so it was like, yeah, you could you could buy it, but also they're like more expensive and it's cheaper to do it this way. So they're better, but we don't really need them. <laughs> right. Yes. <clears throat> no, I know what you mean. This is uh, similarly, I would even compare it to um, uh, Redbox movie rentals. Yeah. Which was I like would, a stopgap solution or something. Yes. It was like, yeah. it was like a very brief, like in between of like uh, streaming services, which would just be available in your home and you'd have access to like the entire library of all film ever. Um, and movie rental stores where you had to like physically drive to a location, go into a building, you know, communicate with another human being. There was like designated like return times, whatever. And then like, I remember Redbox when I was in college ended up being like a really amazing feature because there was one like near my, nearby my apartment at like a seven 11. And I would just like check on the app and be like, Oh cool. They have like the new, fast five movie or whatever, you know, like I'm going to go down and rent it. And then it was kind of like they charged you on the basis of however long you kept it. So if you kept it for like seven days, they charged you $14. If you kept it for like two days, it was like $4. Right. Um, and yeah, it was, it was like at the time I was like, Oh my gosh, blockbuster is so screwed. And, and it was, but at the same rate, I was like, I bought so hard into the idea. Like if I had had the money to invest in a red box at that point in time, Mm -hmm. I would have been like, like push the cash across the table type of situation. And I've been like, this is the future. And it was because like, I was like recognizing that it was a new piece of better technology than what we had been used to. And we were big, um, like uh, video rental store people that we were growing up. Like I felt like it was like a family weekly tradition. Like we were always there. The people knew us. We always got the popcorn. Yeah. You walked in. It was pretty cool. Um, which I, you know, now even again, I think there's like some word that I think like movie rental stores are now like coming back. (laughs) It's like a second coming of like nostalgia where it's like, Oh, it's fun to go and like pick up a movie from a place, which I don't think will last. I feel like there's There's just no no way chance that that, lasts. Yeah. I have no idea. This is like one of those things is like was this an april fool's day prank that i bought into and it's like three months later and i'm just now realizing that like it wasn't actually in fact real <coughs> information i don't know i'll have to check that for you um like well yeah are there more blockbusters coming back um i can see like one or two existing in like a highly populated area for the sake of nostalgia but like as a widespread business model i cannot imagine that right. you know Okay. Succeeding. Yeah. No. Yeah. Me neither. But so the uh, unless it's just like you know like this is like one of those things like if you could live in a big city it's like there's at least one video rental store you can. Well, sure. In the same That's way, there's like, like an yeah, escape room. I don't room. believe there's zero video rental stores like in New York City. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So surely you can go somewhere to do it. Um. But so I mean, if you if you want to look at things like like VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, uh, or even compare it to something like a blockbuster store versus a red box store versus a streaming service. It's like when it comes down to a lot of these things over the course of history, they lasted for a fairly brief stint of time. Right. Like they, like, like both DVDs and Blu-ray, um, are really just like, like temporary solves for the consumer's desire for higher quality, like video presentation service that is now just otherwise available 
with the click of a remote. Right. You know, which it, which is which is very interesting. But like, you know, if you were to think about the entire lifespan of DVDs, it's maybe like 20 years. Sure. Like, yeah, that sounds about right. As far as history is concerned, <clears throat> that's not a long time. Yeah, it's not. And it, like, I, I don't. Yeah. You know, sometimes like I was at um, I was at Walmart this past weekend and I just I walked past like the um the, you know, the electronic section and they've got like the like the DVD, like almost just like bins where it's right. just like just like a giant cardboard box full of just like uh, just DVDs. And like, I don't like I can't I don't know. Are, are many people still using DVDs as their like main form of movie consumption or I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't like, know. It, like that, that's what like, <clears throat> I mean. The, here's the big thing too. Cause you could look at like cable companies and like cable cutting and all the rest of that. Yeah. Like, you know, it seems like fewer and fewer people might have cable TV um, in, in like, you know, the name of like a streaming service or whatever. But when it comes down to it, like if all you had was just like one streaming service, that would still be fairly inexpensive. And there would still probably be more content on there than one you ever would have bought in DVDs and Blu-rays and two that you probably would ever just be able to watch hard stop. Mm, yeah. Okay. All right. So then here's the next prediction. Okay. So when everything was transitioning from like, like lots of cable and DVDs to like streaming. Yes. Like, one of the real appealing things about it was that like I can cut cable and go to like Netflix and I am saving a ton of money every month Right. where like it is so much cheaper to do streaming. Whereas nowadays that it's probably like evened out to the point where like, okay, well I don't have this like really high expensive cable bill anymore, but I've got like, you know, four or five streaming services, which sort of like all together add up to about the same. Yeah. And if one of them is YouTube <clears throat> TV, then that's $65 right there. So that's probably half of <clears throat> what a cable bill was. At sure. Some time. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, there's that. But so then fast forward, I bet something, I bet the, like something like that happens with AI like okay to bring like, it full circle to bring it full circle because like right now you can go use chat gpt like it is completely free yes there's like there's like chrome extensions there's like all sorts of different things you can like add on to your browser that'll just like import that'll use like you know uh, i think i think i i see on twitter a lot there's like uh, the algorithm on twitter has decided that i am a target for people who are interested in like ai stuff but they'll constantly be like oh chat gpt is history check out these 10 amazing new extensions on chrome or bing or whatever right and um, so they're out there and it's all like completely free right now. And it's like right now, like I, I am, I would bet you that in like 10 years time, if not way sooner, it'll be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I remember the days when I could just go on there and just do it for free. And now it's like, yeah, like, I'll, you know, the X dollars a month to access this, uh, AI functionality. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and, and I think that like, you know, even if you were to go back to like, uh, one, I would say Hulu was a really strange streaming service when it was first released because it was literally just free. And at the time, like I watched the entire show lost, which I think is like seven seasons maybe of like 20 plus episodes per season. Yeah. So a lot <clears throat> of like what at the time was like premium free entertainment that I could watch completely at my leisure and, right. I, and I remember that experience being like I'm getting away with something it right did now. yeah like, I remember those early days on Hulu where it was just like I can just all right cool yes uh, and then similarly, like one of the big things like in, in the film, the social network, we're talking about like Mark Zuckerberg and the creation of like Facebook is like he is like adamant about Facebook not having ads 
for a really, really long time. Right. But now, you know, same thing. If you go onto Facebook, it's like, like part of the reason I feel like I exited social media entirely, uh, was, was partially just due to the fact it's like, like Instagram, which is owned by Meta, which is Facebook. Uh, it's like the, the ads are too good. Like <laughs> they just get me, you know, like, and I need to like, I need to have them not get me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's very interesting because it was like a, like a, uh, like an integral piece of like what he knew made Facebook so cool in the beginning. And then ultimately like completely changed the game of marketing specifically when it comes to advertising. Right. You know, and it's like, it's just it's so strange but so my, my point is though is i think you're absolutely correct where it's like we're in the wild west right now and at the rate at which things move nowadays the the like what the, the, it, it's it's almost like you know trying to get like trying to get people hooked it's like get them to be dependent on it and then as soon as they are add a price tag because right, right now if the price tag wasn't there or if, if it was if they were like okay like chat gpt is now going to be like you know ten dollars a month or whatever i would be like Honestly, I don't really use it that often. I don't think it's worth $10 a month to me. Like, I don't know that I would get like that value mm-hmm. out of it. Right. And I would just be like, oh, well, it was fun while it lasted. You know, and like, right. like they don't have me yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So like, I, I think that that's probably like a, like a marker that's worth like keeping an eye on. It's like if if something that is actively free at the moment became not free, would you what 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 would be like the point where like they had you or didn't have you in terms mm-hmm. of like, 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 would, like to where you'd be like, man, I use this a lot for my job or like, you know, man, this helps me like solve a bunch of problems or like, you know, I, I do, I do like some, some like brainstorming through it or whatever, you know, right. like, like, um, like Google, I think is, is probably, you know, another one of these, I mean, Google obviously has ads and everything, but like, uh, I, I would imagine that in the early days it, it could have been the type of thing that could have blocked its success if they tried to monetize it too quickly, mm. you know, or like if you had to go, go through like a paywall to Google something. Right. You know, because I mean, that felt like a superpower for a super long time too. Well, even now, I mean, obviously Google's super free to use. That's true too. I yeah. mean, yeah, like I mean, the, the, there's not, there's nothing in your way of using it. Right. So. Right. It's like Google's way of advertising is so like, like you don't even like, you know, you'll just type something in and it's like, you might not even be aware that the top result is like a sponsored result or something. Right. I, yeah. I, I, that, this is like maybe like my own weird, um, like I always like, for example, whenever I use like Alexa at my house, mm-hmm. I, I always thank her for everything that she does, yeah. which is probably unnecessary, but I do it anyway. Um, it can't hurt. It doesn't hurt to be polite. You know, it never hurts to be polite. You never, never know. Like one polite, day yeah. like, he said, thank you every single time that guy yeah it's like what a lad candy yeah exactly (laughs) that's a dane cook reference way deep cut but i love it uh if you know you know um but what was gonna say i do not click on anything sponsored through my google outcomes yeah like i'm oh my gosh i will do the same thing like just as an example like if i was um going to uh, like Pokemon Center or something uh-huh, yeah like if I just go to like this sounds super wild when I just type in PokemonCenter.com but like let's say I go to Google and I type in Pokemon Center uh-huh. to go like check their new stuff almost guaranteed the top two results the top result will be PokemonCenter.com and it'll say sponsored okay. underneath it beneath that will be PokemonCenter.com not sponsored just the natural 
search result because that's exactly what you were looking for. Exactly. I will never click on the sponsored one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, exactly. I always click on the natural one. And like, I don't know what battle I'm winning by doing that. I'm right there with you. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm like, no, this one. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, if it, if I if you advertised it to me, then I don't want to click it. Right, <laughs> even right. though it's exactly what I wanted. Hey, right, right, right. Yes, yeah, the exact same thing. And if anything, I had to do more work to not click it because I, know, I had to scroll down. down like one line. Yes. Yep. No, you're you're 100 correct. Yeah. Um, anyway, be sure to head on over to Carlin Brothers Mercantile. <laughs> yeah, great, great moment for a plug, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, should we, I mean, we we've spent an awful lot of time on this. Should we transition and see if sure, we can? Sure. Let's cut to an ad break. <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a 
Fancy way of saying, it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, Jay, so before we started the episode, we always do this thing where, like, before I go into the intro, I'll always ask you, I'll be like, all right, is there anything you want to start with? And, you, and you'll usually tell me, and then I'll usually ignore it and do something else entirely. <laughs> or go somewhere else. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I don't mean to ignore it. I feel like there's this, like, weird magic that happens sometimes where once I dive into the intro, it's almost like my brain is, like, like going into, like, host mode or whatever. Yeah. And I think that it is, like, it is sort of, like, mentally calibrating and being like, like, okay, you have more that you think you know offhand to say about this particular topic and, and you're weighing it against how, how Jay will feel about you changing the subject <laughs> basically on the, on the spot. It so, is, it is. So I have noticed, uh, I know you do this and it is like a funny thing because like on the flip side, despite me knowing that I am in like intentionally vague when I add things to the document. Oh really? Because like I want, I don't want to inform you like, I don't want you to have formed thoughts about what it's going to be, or I want to either surprise you with the information. Yes. So, like, sometimes I will put stuff in there that sounds very mundane and that, <laughs> that that I know I have a lot to say about, but then clearly you look at it and you're like, well, that's mundane, so I'm going to skip it. <laughs> Skating right <laughs> Skating past right that past one. That, and then, like, like, so I'm aware that that happens. But also, as far as I'm concerned, we just finished the intro, so welcome to the episode. Welcome to the episode <laughs> where now we will properly get into today's topic, which is going to be Jay and his family had potty training boot camp over oh the weekend. Oh boy, we sure did. We sure did. Congratulations on hitting this personal milestone, by Dude, the way. Well, as, <laughs> I mean, if you listen to the last episode, of course, we've been, or the last several episodes of the pop, we have been slowly working towards this point for uh, like months now where it was like, all right, we got to we got to do some decluttering. We got to deconstruct their old beds. We got to construct their new beds. We got to like, you know, we had to get all the all the other things in place so that Nick and Nate could begin their potty training journey. Yes. And yes, indeed. so I don't even think we were planning on necessarily doing it this weekend because like we had plans on like Friday night and like to, like if we wanted to do it, I think we would plan to like start like right when I got home on Friday so that we could do it, like take advantage of like the entire weekend, like Friday, you know, night all the way Saturday, all the way Sunday. Right. But as it were, it was a 
holiday weekend, so we had the Monday as well. Right. And uh, even even obviously we knew that going into the weekend, but like uh, we did not know that the weather was going to be abysmal all weekend. And so, <sighs> which completely, com- yeah. c- completely just like I, w- I wouldn't quite say it ruined my weekend, but I had planned like months out a lake weekend yeah. for myself yeah. for Memorial Day and I, w- I was super excited about it to get out there and like do lake stuff and drive the boat and do all yeah. the rest and it just absolutely completely dumped poured on us the entire it time. Was, so. Yeah, he sent me a video. I was like, oh, that is a real bummer. Yeah, it was. It oh. was. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but just that was what I did over Memorial Day was stayed inside while it rained. Yeah. Well, so since it was like going to be super rainy and we were, couldn't like go outside and go play and stuff, um, sort of like on a whim, like Saturday morning, Beth and I are like, should we try it in the potty training? Because we can just do it today and Sunday and Monday and I was like well, okay so because yeah, it's a bit of like a quarantined process in a way right a little bit yeah because like you know once once they're once you start you don't want to be like okay well let's just pause for a few minutes and put your diapers back on while we drive around town for a little bit exactly you know? right right which makes sense but yeah yeah because yeah, okay. you don't want to confuse them or anything but so uh we we had a very similar strategy as we did for Luke so um, I went out and I got um, some like potty training prizes, nice. basically, which so we had the long term prizes and then we had like short term rewards, okay. basically. And uh, so the long term prizes were these um, Paw Patrol um, Aqua Pup toys. I love it. Except for Luke. He wanted a he wanted a, a, a big truck. Amazing. Yeah, I love it already. Yeah. Well, it's a Paw Patrol big truck, but they have, I guess, I guess they're driving big rigs now. Oh, I don't know. They got yeah. a bazillion different forms of vehicles on this show. It seems like a good way to monetize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are super self-aware about it too. There's in the movie, they're like, they're, they're, you know, at uh, Adventure City and Rubble's all like, how did you pay for this? And Ryder literally holds up t-shirts and he's like, officially licensed merchandise. This stuff sells like hotcakes. It was like, shut up, Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> That's how so dare funny. you. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, um, so those were our prizes. We set those up on top of the fridge. Uh, so we got, yeah, we had them for Nick and Nate, obviously, because they were doing the potty training. Then we had to have one for Luke as well, because, you know, having Luke on our side during the potty training, valuable ally. Yeah, we have. Yeah, you don't want it him. It is the Hunger Games yeah, after it's all. it's the Hunger <laughs> Games out there. You don't want, you don't want uh, him to be complaining that it's unfair that he's not getting something the whole time. You want him very helpful and motivated to get them on the potty, which he was. So that was good. That was good. That so was then good. we had like, so a he ba- only got the prize if they were successful as well. Well, if no, I mean, if, if he was helpful and, um, you know, uh, in whatever we asked him to do in helping us train them, whether that meant like running and getting some toilet paper or just cheering for them or sitting with them and, um, you know, got it, got reading got a book okay. or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. you know, um, running around pantsless as well or something. So, which, right. you know, they all just love doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, and then the the short term prizes were just like we had this bag of mini M and M's, and if like so, the, our strategy is like we set a timer for every fifteen minutes, and after it goes off, every fifteen minutes, you both have to sit on the potty and just try, just sit there for like one minute, see if anything happens, right? And then you go about your day. If you just for trying, you get an M M&M. and M. If you actually pee, you got three M and M's, and if you went for the big deuce, you got ten M and M's. I know. Wow. Yeah. Self fulfilling so prophecy. Big, I know. <laughs> I know exactly right so yeah we 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 got everyone uh situated those were the terms um and then for the most part nick and nate and uh to be honest luke as well just ran around completely pantsless 
um, the rest of the weekend. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So quite the weekend you had, really. Quite the weekend. I would say we started off a little bit slow. We got probably went for like you know like two hours, I think maybe before anyone really like um, broke the broke the floodgate, as it were. Sure. Sure. And then like I said, then Nick was the first one. He got some pee in the potty, and it was like, oh my gosh! And we made like a huge deal about it. And you know, we got his M and M's, and then shortly after, Nate did it as well. And then it seemed like they really caught on to the situation, and we're like, oh man, we just got to go pee. We get M and M's. This is amazing. Right. And like, which is of course, so you know, I almost felt like they were like working the system a little. Like they would go do it to be like M and M, and then, but you know, at the same time, it's like, oh, you think you're working the system? You're learning how to go to the potty. Right. <laughs> Jokes on you. Jokes on you. Now you don't have to wear diapers. <laughs> which is good for me. Which is good for me and you. Wins all around. These M&Ms, M&Ms weren't even that expensive. <laughs> I know, right? M&Ms are amazing. So uh, we did that. They got it pretty good. Um, sat. We, then we go into the to the next day, and it t- uh, it seemed like they, they it took a little while. We of course naturally we had a few accidents around the house. You know, you walk around and be like, mm, someone went on the floor. Great, 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 great. great. Yep. Okay. Yep. But uh, day two, uh, both of them eventually got to got to the big deuce, and um, you know that was a huge celebration. Fantastic. Yep. Yep. That was great. Um, Way to go, Nick and Nate. Yeah. If you're listening to this, if you're, like 20 if you're years listening from now, to this down the line, you're welcome for sharing your journey on the internet. <laughs> 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 Hopefully, this is your future um, spouse listening, and they're just having a blast. You're right, welcome. Uh, they just think it's they think it's amazing. <clears throat> yes. It's hilarious. Yeah. Which it is. Uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm very proud <clears throat> of them. Yeah, I was very proud of them. Um, I'm, actually, I'm proud of you guys as well. It's a, I mean, it's a great system that you guys have like kind of sorted oh, out. Oh yeah, like you're welcome to use our system if you want. It's called bribery. <laughs> 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 it's, I'm not above it for this particular thing. Um, and it was, I, I think, I wouldn't say at this moment they're like completely, fully, 100% done potty training. Sure. But they have sure. definitely got the gist of it. Like, Nick walked down the stairs this morning and he immediately was like, I'll go potty. And, you know, he went to do it. They are wearing their like undies now rather than their diapers, at least during the day. And then I think we're doing like pull ups at night. Okay. So, yeah, night night's going to be the tricky part for sure. Okay. Yeah. But um, we'll see how that goes. I will say we completely lucked out with Luke in that regard where he did his three days of potty training and he went to bed wearing undies and he just he never had a single accident in bed. He just, he just, just, he he just, just got it. And it was like. Well, well, thank God. That was amazing. So, That's awesome. Good for you. But um, <clears throat> so far, I mean, so far we haven't had any accidents either with Nick and Nate in bed while they're still wearing diapers in bed. So anyway. But they're doing it. Yeah, but they're doing it. They're doing it. We're making serious progress. And I cannot wait for the day when uh, the, the diapers are just gone for good. And hopefully that is a day in the very near future. I know. Yeah, it's going to be such a game changer. This is yeah. like uh, we went to Addison's 18 month appointment ourselves just here recently. And we were blown away because uh, the pediatrician was talking to us and he was like, yeah, I mean, you guys could probably go start to like look at like like not that she's like close to being able to be like potty trained or anything like that. But like he was like, you guys could probably go like look at it and like sometime around like, you know, in the next like. Uh, six months to year or whatever, like kind of, kind of give it a go. We were like, Oh my gosh. But more, more than anything else, like it's, it's this really unbelievable, like 
experience as a parent where you're going through these like phases that whilst you're in them, they feel like they're going on forever. Yeah. You know, like they, it's like you settle into your routine, you start to understand it. Like, like even giving like Addison a bath in the sink, for example, it was like, while we were doing it, we would go and we would do it every single night and it was part of our routine. And like, we had it all down. Like we like, you know, underneath the the sink, we sort of had like a designated spot where like all of our toys went and like the, the shampoo and the little soft plastic cup and everything. And so it was like, you know, all the stuff was exactly where you like needed it to be and knew where it was. And like, I would, you know, have the towels folded over there and you know, it all all made sense. And like throughout the, you know, like eight months or whatever that we did that, you know, it was like, this is, this is like a part of my existence. Right. This is part of my day. Right. In the same way, like, you know, I get up in the morning, I go get in my vehicle and I drive to work. Like, it's like, you know, this is, this is just sort of like, it feels like perpetuity and then it's gone. And then like all of a sudden she like moved up to like the, the the bathtub upstairs. And it was just sort of like, now, now, like, I mean, I opened up the cabinet where we keep the bathtub and I hadn't opened it for like, you know, seven months or something like that. Right. And it was just like, oh yeah. I could probably like, just get rid of this tub. Right. It's like, I don't, I don't really need this thing anymore. But like, right. it's, it is. Unless so, you do. No. No. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Yeah. Right. No, that would be a really unusual way to go about telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? I didn't get rid of my tub. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jay, Jay, I didn't get rid of the tub. Like, <gasps> <gasps> Gasp. No. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's like, it's, it's really interesting because I just think like time feels so relative. I think now as adults, like I remember as a kid going to like enter the school year and like a school year for, for where we live is 180 days. But like, I mean, when you went to second grade, it felt like you were in second grade for forever for a lifetime and a half. Yeah. You know, it was like, like I, the number of like pencils that I broke, the number of folders that I wore out, the number of binders that I destroyed, you know, it was just like, it was like I was in second grade forever and a half mm-hmm. and it was only 180 days. It was like basically half of a year. Oh, I know. It's like, I think, you know, uh, you know, it, it's, or where we are, it's four sets of nine weeks. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. that's like each uh, quarter of the year is a nine week period. And I remember like, you know, at some point realizing like in high school, like nine weeks just isn't that long. And like if I thought about everything as like just nine weeks, it was like nine weeks is basically just two months, you know, like a new, a new, a new, a new nine weeks would start and you'd make it through one of like it's already only eight left. But like it would still feel like forever. But like then um, I remember working in this was OK. So at the at the concert venue, right. A, typical lead time for a show like from when you announce it to when it arrives at the venue is like 10 weeks okay okay. so you know so you're like still like on like the like bizarre same schedule like somewhat still on this bizarre schedule but like at the same rate like it felt like you would announce shows and they would show up immediately right. you know like you'd be working on them for a while but like those weeks would just you know s- fly by right. in a way that they did not when you were in school you know right. yeah so it like yeah i can't imagine like you know g- going starting you know school in september and being like all right uh i'm i we bought tickets to the show and when this first nine weeks is over that's when the show will be here you know like that would have felt like well it's basically never going to arrive right yeah, like that, yeah. That, that's a kind of future infinite that, away right right interestingly so i was just mm-hmm. thinking about this while you were talking but like it's you know so we're coming up on the 11 year anniversary of super carlin brothers in june which means that we've almost been doing super carlin brothers three times as long as we went to college wow 
That is wild. Isn't it? Yes. Because it's like college is like such an era. It means we went to, we have been doing Super Carlin Brothers longer than all our, our, our high school and college experiences like combined. Yeah. You know, well, like, so I was thinking about this the other day, like in like February, which is still a while from now, I will like turn 36. Right. At which point things that I did in high school will have been a literal lifetime away yeah you know because like you were 18 then and now 18 more years have passed so it's like that it like a a, the the amount of time you experienced on earth while you were in high school has now passed again a literal lifetime has passed since you were there so it's like that is just like so like weird to think about it is yeah it, it absolutely is I, I mean interestingly i even got a notification or i got a uh, a message from a friend yesterday who just texted and said that finding nemo came out 20 years ago yesterday oh, and i was yeah. like what 20 years ago like the movie finding nemo can almost legally drink alcohol wow almost almost, almost. next year next year it's gonna be a big year for it yeah. we'll have to throw in a birthday yeah. party right you a know finding nemo birthday party a finding nemo birthday party that, nemo can drink this seems like like a pop holiday that we should have <clears throat> and everybody should go and have like a like a dairy queen finding nemo infused cake and we all the world over have a 21st birthday for finding nemo together man man well he'll watch it you know right after golden eye <laughs> <laughs> after golden eye after golden eye yeah because any other way it will mean that we will have to condemn it to forever hatred boy let me tell you what the the uh first annual strawberry film festivals lineup of films is just getting truly robust you know we've got finding nemo we've got that thing you do we have golden eye it's gonna be such a good time we've got something for everybody we've got something for everybody yeah literally you know? i mean there's the, uh, across those three movies you fit into the venn diagram You've, somewhere yeah. if you can't enjoy one of those three movies i'm sorry there's no pleasing you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's there, it you do not enjoy cinema you don't what enjoy I'm movies is what i'm hearing right? there's like there's one person driving to work right now they're like i hate all three of those movies and i'm like well i'm sorry please send us an email and tell us what you do like i know yeah that would be so yeah. funny if you don't like those three movies notably like like you can say to yourself i actively dislike all three <laughs> let us know <laughs> what is your favorite movie in that case because i want to know what like who is this person and what does work who are you and because it would be so interesting if they sent something and you were like wow i can see if this is your favorite movie, why you don't like the other three? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like okay. it. Uh, that's like that's gonna be like our, our arbitrary blanket of 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 like it's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. It's like yeah. it's like <clears throat> these three movies are all popular and different enough that that every single person on earth likes at least one of them. Right. <laughs> of course, there's probably someone out there as well. It's like I haven't seen all three. I haven't seen. I don't even <laughs> know what's that thing you do. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I would respond, what is it like living under a rock? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because uh, probably I would be willing to bet there are people listening who are younger than all three of those movies as well. Uh, don't say that. Well, <laughs> don't so say that, that means as long as there are people under 20 listening, then yeah. Right, which is not that absurd. Yeah, not I mean, that absurd. So certainly that must be true. Yeah. It is, oh man, it is like a bummer to me to think that there's children out there who haven't seen Finding Nemo. I know. Man. Oh man, you check it out um okay so the last piece of of insight on this particular topic that i want to talk about is because we're getting ready to go to the beach in a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. as like a family and like i feel like in my adult life 
all of our family beach trips just like zip by. Oh my gosh. It's like the, yes. You get there, it's day one, the next morning is you're Thursday, leaving. and you're like, well, basically the trip's over. That's it. Um when when we were kids and we would go to the beach, I would feel like we would play like 150 games of mini golf. Oh my gosh. You know? You're and, right. Yes. And and it's like it's like there was so much time spent at the Treasure Island putt putt course yeah. in Holden Beach, North Carolina. Yeah. And it's like but, but like now, like to even think about going to play putt putt like one time, it's like, well, when, when would we have time to go play once? I know. Yeah. Right. Like that would get in the way of my sitting on the beach time, which is only like, you know, when I think about it, maybe like five minutes long between <laughs> right. walking yeah. down to the beach, putting sunscreen on everybody, <laughs> setting the chair up, not being bothered by the children for more than like 30 seconds. And then, hey, it's lunchtime. And then, hey, it's lunchtime. Time to pack it all in. After lunchtime, it's quiet time where, of course, you can't leave the house because all the kids are sleeping in there so maybe i'll just go sit out by the pool for like 30 seconds <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then i'll come back in and it'll be basically dinner time then you know it's morning so really when you think about it we may as well not even go <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this no. is like the thing like i feel like you know people are like time is relative but i feel like whenever they say that they're like speaking like in terms of like space but like i'm, I'm literally like i think that seconds move slower as a child yeah i like, mean you're cramming in way more fun per second as a child than you are as an adult. Right, right. But like, I, I wonder if that was true. Like, were we were we as much of a hindrance to our parents? <laughs> yes. <laughs> not, a, not that you're a hindrance, children. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, probably. Probably. No, I, it felt like mom and dad and, like, um, all, uh, the, it felt like the group of adults who were present at the beach with us were having nonstop fun as well. It did seem that way, <clears> but <throat> it could be. I mean, you were talking about this yesterday, just, just privately as well which was just the the idea that like we are in a certain season of life right now where the kids are not quite independent enough to where just the full expectation like when they're like you know like when like luke is 10 and the twins are eight and addison is seven i don't even know how this math works relative to each other six you know it's like thereabouts it seems like they will there's a good possibility that like they'll all go out and just like play on the beach all day together right and like they'll be excited that they get a week of time with their cousins exactly you know and at which point we can go back to maybe getting like you know 37 minutes of time exactly right yeah 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 no doubt we'll go out there and be like all right kids who wants to play volleyball Stand still while I spike it at you. <laughs> Dude, somewhere, somewhere there is home video of like actual volleyball games that we played on the beach with the entire group of people we went to the beach with every year. And I swear to you, like in my mind, we were like great. Oh, yeah. But like, like they were like cinematic dives. Big save. Whoa. It was like the scene from Top Gun. Basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like, that's yes. What, in my head. That's what because I feel like we not only played the game, but then like went inside that night gathered everybody around the TV where we hooked the VHS up to it so we could rewatch the game that mm. we played that day. Yeah, totally. Do, do you remember this? Well, after we finished watching the All-Star Baseball game, which was on no matter what when we were at the beach. No matter what. No, no matter, matter what. what. We, we I don't know how it's scheduled yeah. every uh, year. There was the Home Run Derby, the All-Star Baseball game, the Tour de France, watched all of them nonstop and managed to never uh, leave the beach. Never so leave the beach. This yeah. is how it happens. And, and play 150 game rounds of putt putt. And, and go play fish. Unlimited go fish. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So much go yep. fish and poker at night with strawberry daiquiris. Oh, Virgin strawberry daiquiris. Yes. So yeah. good. So good. Man. I can taste the tartness from here. Right. Then also there was, you know, closet buddies. There was, you know, uh, the, the wrestling. 
Um, uh, we had our candy boxes. We had candy boxes. There was you had to get down to the market to do some trading, by which I mean, but I think normally the room you and I stayed in, yes. those are the trading centers, and everyone set up a little shop on the bed, and we'd you know, be wheeling and dealing airheads and low pops and starburst and stuff. The airheads were always like the primary <laughs> currency. Absolutely. Know? And if you had like a white one, it was like, <sighs> yeah. I remember one year, my whole goal of the trading wasn't was to try and be the only one who was to be the one who had all of the blue airheads in the house. And uh, one of the one of the other family members, not family members, the 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 other family who was there, their daughter, Madeline, had the lone blue airhead left that I did not own. And she wouldn't trade it to you. She would not trade it to me. And so I adopted this new strategy, which is like, just eat it. You know, like, why don't you just consume it? Because then I will continue to achieve my goal to also not eat it. So Wow, she was I on know, to you. She was really, she was really, um, you, you, you had know, planned it You truly up. met your match. I know. I was like, come on, what's going on? <laughs> He's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to I'm do tr- a thing I'm here. I'm trying to monopolize the blue airheads. You're, you're missing the bit. You're ruining my market control. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, guys, as ever, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. I feel like we really managed to hit one topic aggressively hard and then two other small ones for not nearly as long. Um, But we appreciate you joining us on this week's journey. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, There is the Miles Managed Step Competition, which is currently (laughs) happening. Yeah, it is. Um, If you would be interested in joining uh, Jay and myself in a uh, 120-mile journey. Deathmatch. No, wow. sorry, not a deathmatch. <laughs> sorry, for different podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we're, we're hosting a deathmatch somewhere else. Apparently, <laughs> if you can find it, you're in. Right. Yeah. This is the Jay first Bill. rule of deathmatch is, dang it, I already broke it. I already. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Jay telling you we have another podcast somewhere. <laughs> this is this is neutral can you chaos. imagine? Yeah, people are like, I'm gonna find that other podcast. <laughs> we have a. Com- can you imagine if we had a complete other podcast? We had marketed nowhere ever, but then we updated every single week. Okay, if we flip these letters from the pop pop sign, would it be Bob Bob? Uh, it would be Dop Dod 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 Dod. Yeah, well, that's our other podcast. Dod 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 Dod. Anyway, we have a step competition going on uh, through our partnership with Pacer, which is an app basically that will track your daily steps. Those steps get translated into distance traveled. That distance traveled translates into the app and moves your beacon uh, up the coast of the United Kingdom as you work your way from the iconic King's Cross Station in London all the way to a magical remote castle in Scotland. Mm. Um, you. You can actually join at any time. The official event starts on June 1st, but uh, it, at minimum, it will take you 20 days to complete the journey uh, and, and maybe on average about 40 days if you're doing about three miles of, of mm-hmm. moving per day. So right. uh, all the information on how to join is in today's show notes or the description down below. We would absolutely love to have you come out and join us on the journey. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, but otherwise, until next time. Pop, pop. It would have been so funny if you said dot dot. Yeah, I thought I thought about it as I was saying it. I was like, that was a missed opportunity. Oh, well, that's all right. We're all out. Right. Bye. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.